Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Happy belated 4th of July. America's pastime was on display and we're here to talk about what happened. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake. We got Trevor Plouffe coming from California and producer BBD behind the desk. And a bunch of special patrons bringing you the show. Ryan Wood, Emily Feld, or Feldy, or Emily Feld, Alberto Mancias. I don't think I'm saying that one right at all. Macias? Mm-hmm. Macias? Is it, a, is, it Macias. A, is it Italian? Is it Matt O'Neill? Andy Breschers? Tyler Beefcake O'Neill? I wonder mm. if him and Matt are buddies. Jeremy Stewart, Damian Hernandez, and Kyle Manter. Thank you very much to our most recent patrons. Appreciate you for supporting us, and uh, hope you enjoy all the perks that, that come with it. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash John Boy Media. If you're interested, Trevor, how was your 4th of July? James, Jacob, <laughs> big baby David. I had a great 4th of July. We hosted some people over here yesterday, a little mm. backyard barbecue. Um, we had these sandwiches, Portillo's. We had them delivered from wherever they deliver them from. They sent them to you frozen. You do this whole thing. A little piece of Chicago out in Los Angeles. So we had a great night. I lit, a, I lit some fireworks, like the baby ones, because we're not allowed to have fireworks here at all, like very frowned upon. But it's 4th of July. What am I supposed to do? The kids were clamoring for them, so I did it. But we had a, an excellent night, safe one, watched some baseball. What about you guys? How are you doing? Jacob? James, Trev, Bug Bug Dude, everyone live in the chat. Happy 5th of July. Yeah, Trev, I got nervous. I think I was looking at, well... I don't want us to get off on the wrong foot. I think I was looking at Liv's Instagram story. Oh. And uh, I saw there was like, <laughs> there's like 10 little kids around a firework. And I was like, is this going to be like a real firework? Look, you're, you're very much right. It was one of the chill, like, the snakes and sparklers. And the kids half didn't care. But I saw you on the sideline enjoying it. So I was happy for that. I'm good. What? Um. Happy, happy 4th to everyone. Had a nice uh, Brooklyn weekend. Ended up in Brooklyn a couple times because I'm hip. I'm cool. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that baseball, uh, other than other than the 4th, base, baseball really provided the, uh, the, the fireworks, Jim. Did it? I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know. I'm like, on the 4th itself, nothing overtook it, I guess, but I'll find out. There was some weird stuff beforehand. Hmm. Mattingly ejection, the Phillips pitching. We'll get to it. All that oh, stuff was fun. Man. Brett Phillips. I think everyone had, had some a, great breakdowns. What an icon. Yeah, he's awesome. Mattingly. We're about you. What? We're saying you. Oh, you're talking. Icon. I'm an icon. We're talking about you, James. Mm, I'm doing this thing where I button my shirt up all the way to help with my posture. I was just going to say, what is going on with that? But I mean, I dig it. You look, you look like you're from Brooklyn right now. I know. Yeah. I know, I kind of don't like that, though. But I do it for a weekly dumb because it makes me sit up straight like a real news person. I'm worried about my posture. I think I told the Talking Yanks chat, like, put me on slouch watch and let me know. 
my back's in shambles all the time. I think it's because yeah. I have terrible posture. My mom says it's her one of her biggest regrets raising her children. She didn't instill good posture in us. So I gotta, mm. I gotta start thinking about that. I guess. I'm excited how for the you, day we get How do you nice instill chairs. that? Every time your kids slouch and you beat the shit out of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's one method. Uh, they don't. They don't like it anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, uh, people. All right, you want to get right into the baseball? Do we have anything else we need to talk about beforehand? Mm. All Star Week. You guys do for Fourth of July? Can somebody explain to me your day? Like you guys? Oh, it was. Sh- I, don't, I don't know what Jake did. Your day. Mine was shitty. I went and played disc golf with my dad. That was very fun. Um, th- but it was like sixty degrees on the third. I was at down the shore at my parents' house. My brother had a bunch of friends over, so they were playing games. We played a lot of like. Um, card games, but then I played disc golf and I was going to go to the beach because I love being in the ocean and the water and it was low tide during the day. So I was like, I'm not even going to watch the first shake game. I'm going to go to the beach. And we got dressed to walk to the beach and everyone was storming off the beach. We could just see them walking because a rainstorm was coming. Mm. So then I got stuck watching the Yankees lose in terrible fashion. And then I was like, well, let's go to the beach now. And we went and it was, it was pretty cold and rainy still. So like, it was a weird 4th of July. What, and then it got really sunny at night. But I, we drove home because we did the podcast last night. So, I don't know. I, was, I love 4th of July. I'm usually a, a big time, like, go to the beach, watch the fireworks, hang out with the little kids, hot dogs, grill. But the weather kind of was weird. You couldn't do a full outside day because there was just, like, a thunderstorm of a cloud would just roll through, dump on you for an hour, and then it would be 80 and sunny. But then the next cloud was coming two hours later. Mm. It was weird. City kind of blew it. It was a heat wave the last weekend, and then this weekend was rainy, overcast, and all that. Um, I mean, the East Coast is soft. Soft. No, no. Basically, what I'm getting from this. That didn't stop me from like just raging in Brooklyn, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. How many coffee beers did you drink? The most coffee beers. I am coffee beers. Coffee beers? Are you saying coffee beers? Is that like a Red Bull vodka? Mild, it's just like no, you know nitro thing. stouts and shit like that. Yeah. Mm. Hey, let me ask you a Sounds question. Awful. Both, all three of you guys. Okay. I want your opinion on this because every seems- it seems like every year there's a sect of the internet that does firework filming shaming. There's always the people who are like, just a reminder, you're never to. gonna watch those. Firework videos on your phone, so don't you know? It's like, well, are you coming at? Maybe Jake? I will. You coming you at? Coming Jake? at my viral? Oh wait, video? you ended with maybe you will. So you actually support firework videos? I'm a supporter of capturing the fireworks. Don't tell me what I can and cannot capture on my phone. It needs to be unique. Jake's that's going king of the internet. It's hella viral is right unique now. enough because it's driving, and they were all like in unison. But uh, I like the time lapses. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of the same thing. But I don't care. I'm a, so what? I'm a sunset person. Beautiful. Like, I, if I see a sunset, I'm going to take a picture and post it on Instagram. I, was, I see one that stuns me. I'm a sunset guy. Yeah, hashtag doesn't do it justice. Mm. Hashtag no filter. You know? But you like. Mm. You Mother f- nature. You hashtag no there. ceilings. I love Mother Nature, by the way. Like, Oh, the elements, man. It, when it rains and I'm at the yeah. beach, I'm out there in the water. Like, Mother if it's Nature's raining and not lightning, I'm in the ocean because I'm like, let's let's be in this. No one else gets that. Jake and I went in the roof during Hurricane uh, Sandy because we were Don't like, let's no be one. part of this. 
lot that's of why don't. we're here. A lot of people don't. Do you, do you guys subscribe to like the grounding culture that you know the people say you need to go out barefoot and put your feet on some grass mm. and ground yourself? I'm a barefoot enthusiast I'm during the, the summer because I don't like sandals. So I just get my beach feet, I burn them up real quick, and then I'm just barefoot okay. everywhere. So, yeah, I do think you need to touch earth a little bit. Look at us, hipster and We're hippers. All right, let's go talk about baseball now. Who has the NL? Fine. You? You Good have boy. the NL, right? Yeah, boy. All right, here we go. Jake is going to share with everyone what happened in the National League. I truly don't know a lot, of, so tell me. Here we go. Do my best. On your mark. Tell us. Holy smokes, let's head over to BBD's favorite infield in the Illadelph, the Phillies. Take on the Padres, holy cow, and the Phillies take two out of three. Nice little series win for the Phils. Wheeler versus Paddock in game one. Wheeler shoves, because that's all he's done all year, 7.2 shutty. Whoops, that game actually goes into extras. And who walks it off but Trevor Plouffe's backyard Brad, Brad Miller with the walk-off double. Phillies show the fortitude to win the second game, fortitude with Lev Zeflin versus you Darvish, but the Padres roll it in the third game where they get a special Snellagram. Blakey is back four innings, shutty for Snell. How about it? Let's go to the nation's capital. You probably saw Joe Kelly and the Dodgers visit in the White House to celebrate their World Series. Did you see them sweep the Nats in four games? Nats, you just hooked us. And now you do this, Dodgers getting hot. Hello, 6-2-10-5-5-3-5-1. Dodgers starting pitchers did enough, more than enough, 3-8-6 ERA, but the relievers, 0-8-9, locking it up, while the Nats relievers pitched to the tune of a 10-4-5 ERA. Eh, eh. Max Muncy, can we talk about him more? Dodgers infield, people forget. Starlin Castro had some hits. Schwarbo went to the IL uh, after he was king of the world for a couple weeks, so that's a bad time. And Trey Turner didn't play. Nats, tough timing there. Tough timing there. Speaking of timing, the Brew Crew continue to go. They take three out of four from the Pirates as the Pirates snag the last and final game. Corbin Burns shoves, and that's obvious. Willie Adamas having all sorts of hits, and that's obvious. You might hear about Omar Narvaez in a little bit. My guy, Burrs won 11 in a row, and then they had their streak end to the Pirates to end it. Brooker are hot. Red sweep the Cubs on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh Cubbies have lost nine straight. Guys, we were all over this. We said this was the trip. Are the Cubs gonna sell? We'll talk about it after this. Red sweep, sunny gray. Papa Molly, I'm sweating. Watch out for BBD in Brooklyn one of these days. Wade just being Miley. He gets it done too. Uh, the Reds win three one-run games. That is brutal for the Cubbies. Chris Bryant continuing to do it. Reds have swept every team in the NL Central. How about it? 
Los Braves, the Bravos. The men from Bravos win two out of three against the Fish with arms. Braves up to second in the NL East. Watch it. How's your Max Freed pinch hit walk-off? Our boy, our guy, the king of swing. I love that. Uh, some Mattingly ejection breakdowns. Go check that out. Add. Uh, Braves do enough to win, including taking the deciding game 8-7 in 10. Cardinals at the Rockies. Are the Cardinals riding the ship? No! They lose three out of four to formerly Jake's Rocks. Holy crap, Bola. The only game they win, game two in 10. But man, oh man, what is going on? Cardinals relievers get hit a little bit. Elias Diaz with the walk-off homer in game one and walk-off single in game four. Rockies lead the league in walk-offs. Formerly Jake's Rocks. They don't quit, baby. And my twin fire hydrant, Tyler O'Neill, exits game with a hit by pitch, and then he sits out the Sunday game. Hopefully he'll be back soon. And wrapping up in the National League, my snakes take on Trevor's coaching staff of the San Francisco Giants. And you know the Giants took three out of four after dropping the first game. Giants hit the whole series. 538 slug and boogity boogity, and their relievers get it done too. Buster Posey exits the game. Zach Gallen hurt too. How bad's Posey's injury? Uh, he ex- uh, X-rays negative. Won't start uh, Monday, but he should be okay. Longoria rehabbing. La Stella coming back. Giants getting more reinforcements. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Some cool things here going on. Uh, What's got your eye, James? Just the whole central. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are now eight and a half games back. The Cardinals are now ten games back. The Reds jump up to second place, but they're seven games back. So the Brewers have a seven-game lead in the central. We thought that might be a two-team race, three-team race, or a slog. Um I didn't think it was going to be a one. I didn't think it was going to be a, a runaway. It's early. Yeah. Whole second half of the season left. That will change. They play each other a lot. But uh, real nice for the Brewers if they can get even a little more distance going into the um, the break. Who's on their schedule coming up? Jim, just to feed your beast a little bit there. I mean, the Brewers have the biggest division lead yeah. right now. So, yeah. Ooh, yeah, they're coming to New York. Hey, the Brewers are coming to New York. Hey. I think they're in New York right now. Yeah. Allie's always open. Yeah. They don't want the smoke. Brew crew. Uh, C. Rose posed this question to me a few days ago. He said, will the Milwaukee Brewers relinquish the division lead at any point during the rest of the year? And I think it's a fair assumption to say no. Might get close, though. I don't think they're going to stay like five games up the whole way. I think it will get down to two. It'll get down. It'll get close. But I, I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's crazy. I think the odds are that they stay. I mean, I don't know. Cubbies are really sliding right now. Cubs going to sell now? Sell. Almost almost like they have to. Eight and a half back? It's going to be an oddly unimportant, important week, you know, where we're playing games through Sunday and then it's the all-star break and, you know, if the Cubs bounce back a little bit, we knew this road trip was going to be a killer. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't think they'd lose nine straight. Uh, if, if they can hop into second going into the All Star game, I think that feels a lot better. But if they don't, man, 
Start shipping. I have great news great for the news. Cardinals. Let's go. They're 10 games out right now. Yep. Cardinals have 10 games against the Brewers in September. Mm, if they could climb into five games behind the Brew Crew, six behind the Brew Crew, at least you can, like, you can, as a fan, you Chip could be away. like, "We, it's in our hands, man. It's in our hands. We go eight and two against those guys in September, and we're there. That's a fun, like, nugget, to, to, to a carrot to dangle for Cardinals players yeah. and fans. We got 10 against them in September. We just got to keep it somewhat close. Well, we know the Brew Crew's going to do something. Mm. Yeah, we're privy to a little bit of info that we know there are some stuff in the works already, but there could be even more. Like, you know, they're looking for some impact bats. Mm. They're gonna do it. We talk about this all the damn time with them. I love the Brewers. Okay, I love their uniforms. What a freaking uni they got. What about the Reds? Staying in the Central, you think the Reds they sweep the Cubs? Uh, you think that they are gonna do anything? They are. Who's gonna be the team? That scares the Brew Crew a little bit. That's what I don't know. It could be the Cardinals. It could be the Reds. It could okay. be. It could be the Cubs. If it if it gets to within one or within two games Gosh. back, like who is the team that does it? Who would you put your money on? I think I'd still I'm, put it on the Cubbies. I think it's the Cardinals. If if they get healthy and they maybe make some moves, whatever it is, and they start playing some good balls or some good ball that stretch you're talking about ten in September. That means a lot. Like you have to have the ability to go and control your own destiny somewhat. You know, if they're not, if they don't play each other at all, then you have to rely on other teams to do it for you. But if the Cardinals start playing good ball, get healthy, get within striking distance, I think they they have the. It's crazy to say that when you look at the standings right now, but I think they have the best shot. Nate's. I don't think the Reds continue. I don't think. Well, what the, if I told you this? I think Jeff. the Cubs are sell. The Reds have four in Milwaukee before the All Star break, and then right after the break. Three. I think we've run into this before. Yeah. So seven games in a row against each other. That's, That's exciting. That's good. Reds are scary. They can pitch a little bit, and they got the monster bats. I don't know. Who? Why isn't Luis Castillo good, though? Who caves I first? I want him to be good. Yeah. I don't know. I want him to be good. Let's dance around a little bit. Um, we have the, the um, Braves. They are yeah. one game under 500, yeah. but only three and a half games back. Uh, and the East Division is still close, man. The Nats get swept. They're 40 and 42. They're four games back. <sighs> Phillies are 39 and 42. They're four and a half games back. Like, that's for halfway through the season. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like, if you're within five games and we still have 80-something to go, you're right in the thick of it. So, the whole East is still up for grabs. Now, the Mets are playing really good ball, and they're winning games they shouldn't win, and they're winning games they should win. So... I'm not trying to, but that's close. No, it's the, uh, I think the Braves, you kind of circle them. The Nats had their hot streak, and now, you know, with Schwarbo out, how much of the heavy lifting was he literally doing? I mean, how many times can you point to an individual player and be like, man, he really put them on their back, and he he went nuts. The Braves, man, I, I don't know. You know, they've they've been having a miserable year, and you wonder if something like, a Max Freed walk-off hit, if that brings everybody in the locker room and, you know, you kind of have that moment of euphoria and, like, this is a good feeling. How about the guys that are supposed to have the walk-off hits do it? And maybe we'll start enjoying that. Um, I mean, if there's, you know, 
Last episode, I said there's going to be 10 games leading up to the All-Star break. Who's going to bust out the 8-2? and two? Who's going to bust out the 9-1? and one? If you are the Braves, and I think they go Pirates-Marlins, mm-hmm. have a week and your atrocious mm-hmm. first half is gone. It's gumption week. It's gumption week. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Gump week for Define short. gumption. Define gumption? It's yeah. the soul's record. The soul recognizing itself in another uh, ability to to ability to get done in tough times, persevere, Balls. persevere, persevere. Uh, what's the actual definition of gumption? Shrewd or spirited initiative and resourcefulness. Yeah. Ooh, I like the resourcefulness. resourcefulness part. Like Max like Fried hitting a walk off. I think, I think That's resourceful. I think spirited. Spirited. Spirited resourcefulness. See, are they are they resourceful? Like they have really good players, so they're not like I guess like the Max Freed. That's gumption. Yeah, that's gumption. That's big time gumption. But it's gumption week. It, it doesn't count. Last week's not gumption week. Yeah. This week is gumption week. It's gumption weekend. Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys got on the whole like Pablo Lopez? You, a great breakdown, James. Great, great breakdown on that. What do you? What do you got? It on took that? me six hours. Did. A lot of lips to read, babe. A lot of lips. A lot of lips. To I started read it there. as soon as it happened, and I finished at two thirty in the morning. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, people need to give you more credit, James. Hardworking guy. I'd like people to understand that they're not easy to make. I think people think they take like twenty minutes. Um, what I have on that yeah. is, For Jim, I'm fully on Mattingly's side. <laughs> Like, I understand he gets hit first pitch, and it's a real weird optics, and a lot of them were on purpose with, um, your, what was his name? Urania. Urania. Uh, but I don't think this one was on purpose. It looks on purpose because it's a really bad pitch, but, like, all the reactions. But the biggest issue is if you're going to throw him out for it, it needs to be on your mind before it happens as the ump crew. So for anyone who doesn't know, he got hit first pitch of the game they didn't react to it. They didn't even, the umps weren't even going to huddle. They just were going to send him to yeah. first base and say hit by pitch. Snitker comes out, and we like Snit, and he likes us, but Snitker comes out, and I don't mind that Snitker did this either. It's gamesmanship, and it's, he's pissed off about it. And he says that's five times he's been hit now. Like, no, this is bullshit. Then the umps get together, and it's almost like, hey, is it true that this is the fifth time he's been hit? Like, is it true? And and Snit's like, and three times on the first pitch of the game. And they're like, is that true? And, and then they decide that because of the intel that Snit gave them that they're going to eject him. That process of that is bad. Like, if, if the ump would have said, you're out of here immediately, right away, you're out, then I would have said, okay, the umps convened before the game. Yeah, they said, known. Be, be on the lookout for this. They they probably gave out warnings beforehand, and it was known they were looking for it. But the fact the umps didn't react right away, and then they took, like, Snit's intel and then used that, I I would be pretty mad, just like Don Mattingly was. So, so I'm not upset if he gets ejected, but the manner in which the umps handled it, I think, is, is, was terrible. I also don't I, think it was I on totally purpose. Agree. I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think it's the umpire's job to do what they just did. I mean, like you're saying, like if there's, if they talked about it before and they're like had a plan with this and we're going to make sure they're not doing this on purpose, which doesn't make sense. And that's why they didn't do it because it doesn't make any freaking sense. So now we're just like making up excuses for them. 
they, they, they got together and made the wrong decision. Because then you take him out of the game. They got to go bullpen the rest of the game. Guys aren't ready to go. You're, you're risking injury. The next day, someone probably got sent down. I didn't look at their transactions. I bet someone got sent down to bring somebody else up. So now you're causing that. All because what? A fastball got away? You can't take the inner half away from pitchers. You just can't. That's not okay. What if the, the next guy comes in trying to work a two-seamer and hit somebody? You have to throw him out too. You set the precedent. I thought it was dumb. It actually made me really mad. And I like Dan, the, uh, the crew chief there. Oh, I was like, but, Dan. Mm, no. I assume, yeah. Is that who it was? Uh, yes. I also like Dan Rourke. No, too soon. Um, I can't I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. It's it's one of those things where you try to bring logic into it. And, you know, Jim, you, you showed it in the breakdown. But, yeah, it's the ripple effect. It's, okay, yeah, like it is kind of messed up. They hit Acuna again, but. There's nothing behind that, and, well, Snicker kind of has a point to argue it, defending, you know, one of the most talented players in the league who (laughs) every time he sees a Marlins jersey, he shouldn't have to worry about a ball coming near his wrist. And then, uh, but, yeah, processing that information and then tossing him, that that sucks. I mean, you you wish there was a better way to penalize the Marlins because if – if you throw double warnings there, then the Braves are mad again because, well, he hit he hit our guy with the. So what are we supposed to do? It's uh, it's almost like if they could give, if they could give individual team warnings, like could we warn the Marlins but not the Braves? <laughs> but then I guess that opens up a window for the Braves to peg the Marlins. I don't know. Braves are Braves fans hate Mattingly. I didn't know this. So Braves fans, there's a whole collection of them that think, um, and maybe. Maybe there's truth to this. I don't think so. I really don't think so, so I'm not even going to lend credence to it. They think that Mattingly has the Marlins hit Acuna and started having them hit Acuna because Acuna was about to break his Mm. leadoff home run record or something like that. Oh, my god! So I get all the theories and the replies, so I get, like, notifications for all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that's out there in Braves world. Braves world just... I like Braves fans, though. I like them, too. We're, we're great, but come on now. Don Mattingly is sitting, sitting back there being like, hit this, motherfucker. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. Like Ness. I want to make an apology to Luis Castillo because I said I want him to be good. Mm. And um, apparently I skipped over his whole June because he's been lights out. He coming back. Hell yeah. And the, the Braves optioned Kyle Muller, so he was uh, – he pitched on the third, which We're was the Marlins, right? Oh, Marlins, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Well, Kyle Miller got a shout out. Shout out, strong. I saw What's one up, of the boy? I saw one of the uh, the mansplain girls tweeting out that Kyle Miller is strong. So, update. Yeah, the Marlins had to do a lot. They uh, selected the contract of David Hess from the mm. Jumbo Shrimp. They optioned Jordan Holloway down. Then the Rays traded. Well, first, the the Rays traded David Hess to the Marlins, so they had to make a trade. I guess the Rays, I don't know. Something's going on with David Hess. They got him. Stuff happened. Then they brought Holloway up. They sent him down, and they brought him back up, and then John Curtis came back, early mm. settler name, uh, from 10-day injured list, neck stiffness. The John Curtis that I know that built the damn church for the town, his neck was stiff all the time. It was a good day yeah, when my like, neck was stiff. Yeah. Exactly. If his neck wasn't stiff. That's how he tilled, like he tilled enough of his land. Yeah. Yeah. Can I talk shit about Don Mattingly a little bit? Sure. 
Okay. I like Don. I don't really know that much about him. It's like, go ahead. Well, Yankees fans. <laughs> he did something that irked me a little bit, man. What did he do? He's, uh, he, he's letting, I'm sure people saw the video. It's like this thing now with managers. They do this when you get called up a lot too, but he's announcing the all-star selection. Mm. To, is, it, is, it, is it Trevor Rogers? Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Well, I said I had he like tries to make a so he tries to make a joke out of it, saying, "Oh, we're gonna send you down to Jacksonville first because you know we want to get you ten days." And this guy's sitting there like, "Well, that sucks." And then he's like, "Oh, just kidding. We're sending you to Colorado." It's like let's stop with the jokes, man. Hey, Trev, can I tell you something? I don't like it. I agree completely, and it's um, this might be insulting to you. It's the definition of athlete humor, like the the most rinse and repeat. Joke generator. It's basically a Hallmark card of jokes. Same with the fucking, um, what do I hate? The When they hits the first home run. Silent treatment. Silent treatment. The, oh, celebrate yeah, with the dude, man. He, he just hit his they first do. big I league agree. home run. Celebrate right After away. The don't treatment. make him feel awkward and silly. And don't do fake send downs before call-ups. Just like... Yeah. Be be let them be happy in their happy moment. This All Star one is bizarre. Like yeah. I get silent treatment. And I think your stance on silent treatment is fair. I'm fine with it. I think it's funny. It's it's kind of welcome. And then they all celebrate him. And ah, it's mm. the same thing. But it's you know tradition. You're a tradition guy. This one was weird. They were going for the social media weird. angle, and it's I didn't like see it yet. you're a young guy that's like nervous. You know, I mean, trying to break out in the MLB, and he is because Poppy Gordo was on it. And uh, yeah, like that's never the play. the The play is to always, I mean, surprise him with the boys in the locker room and have that be the social media thing. You know, have have the team go nuts for him like, to do a. The old, tr- uh, we're sending you to AAA, not. Like, that's a player's nightmare. Like, what the fuck are that's you talking about, It's a player's nightmare. God? And I, I don't know what res- what reaction they were, like, hoping to get from him, but if you watch the video, I don't, I don't think they got it. Where's he, the video? I never, I haven't no. seen it Because he, because he just goes, like, oh, cool. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to AAA. They put a then. hidden camera in there. Wait, where is this video? It's on uh, the I Marlins, know like, Twitter. Marlins tweeted it, and I think we uh, quote tweeted it as well. So hey, look, maybe if someone delivered the joke a little bit better. Hey, Trevor, some of your family's in the hospital because of a car accident. <laughs> oh, we're just joking. You're going to the All-Star game. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be like you tell something terrible when you deliver bad news because you're like, well, at least it's not that. Mm. <clears throat> I'd like to, you can't, you know, the- you're like, hey, guys, mom and dad, I got arrested. Just joking. I got a D. Oh, so it's not as bad as getting Whoops. arrested. Like, that's the play? You can't be like, I got arrested. Just joking. I, I graduated college. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the end of the thing was kind of okay because they, they did, like, oh, you're from, like, New Mexico, right? You, you guys ever grow up, you go to Denver a lot? or And then and he's like, yeah, you're going to want your family to get there. I didn't deliver it well, but. Oh, sure. no. But you could have just done that part said, what are your plans for the weekend? Oh no! Off. They could have just done that part, and the, it would have been okay. The view of this and everything—I mm. haven't seen this. I don't yeah, want to watch casting this. couch vibes. Oh no! Oh yeah, you'll hate that. Oh no! <laughs> hey, for real though, look like they were like Don. We're doing this thing. Can you pretend to send him down? 
and then that's it. Then they just like shut the door, put the camera in. Nobody was like prepared to do this. Don was like making things up. He's like, where are you from? New Mexico. And then he said, did your family ever travel to Colorado? And the guy's like, I guess. Like, what? He's like, I think a couple What's up, times. Skip? All right. There's uh, someone quote tweeted the video. I was looking for reactions. And he sums it up pretty well. And uh, no likes or retweets for this guy, but... Uh, he says, this isn't that well executed or funny, but it sure does a great job of underscoring the sick, twisted service time games teams play under the guise of managing workloads. Even after being told he was an all-star, he wondered whether he was really going to be optioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, so wait. Oh, man. That's uh, funny. Well Anyways. done. Well yeah. executed. All right, let's go to the uh, American League recap. Which is going to be brought to you. I, uh, before we fully go on, we didn't say anything about the West Coast. Dodgers are rolling. Uh, Four-game sweep of those Nats. They're a half game back of the Giants, who retake the the West for now. But uh, Jake Snakes, that's kind of it. Padres, Phillies. Did anyone watch that? What was going on there? BBD, your Phils? Brad Miller got a new phone number, just so you know, in case you guys were trying to text him. New phone number. That adds up. You guys didn't get that next? What? That adds up. Jake was sending a lot of lewd pictures, <laughs> and I just wonder who has his old number now. Yeah. Because they can really do damage to yeah, your They reputation. have some ammo. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Damn. Okay. Uh, good job by the Giants retaking first place. Pretty big, because I think I said last episode, like, if you told me the Dodgers go wall-to-wall from here, mm. I'd believe it, and the Giants come right back and take it. How about it? Sorry for almost skipping you, West Coast. There's a lot of people complaining about me for not watching West Coast games on Reddit. I'm like, what do you want me to What's do? What's your deal, man? Like, do you, they start. Just stay at up. 10 a.m. And watch all of the West Coast games. <laughs> we work 9 to 5 or 9 to 9, basically. It's nuts. Anyway, uh, the AL recap is brought to you by Manscaped. Mm. Brad Miller cleans it up down there. Oh, he sure does. And when Brad Miller gets himself the lawnmower 4.0, he gets 20% off plus free shipping with the code TALKIN at manscaped.com. It's time to bundle up, Trev. They got the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It's important. A lot of people don't realize how important that is. The Crop Preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance, boxer briefs. Don't both of you love their boxers? And my brother Luke, he stole my. I wear them. I'm, they're in the mix. I'm wearing them right now. Are you really? They're in the rotation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my brother Luke, there was, there was some line around the office and he grabbed them and then he was like, yo, do you think you can get me more of those? They're really nice. So the Manscaped boxers are getting rave reviews. BBD, I feel like I'm really missing good. something right okay, now. Okay, what do you got? Okay. Oh, there it is. Nice. Trev's no, it'd be hilarious if you showed your dick. Want to take your grooming game even further to next level? The Performance Package 4 pinner also includes the Weed Whacker. Yeah, you got everything, man. Boxers and a shed travel bag. Wow. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code talking at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code talking at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. All right, here's what happened in the American League. 
The Blue Jays took two out of three from the Rays. Are the Rays losing a lot still? Are they like under 500 in their last 30 now? They got blown out in game one, but kind of won the day social media wise because Brett Phillips pitched and he was hilarious. Manoa absolutely dealt. He's been real good. Uh, ever since he got called up. The Jays actually got great pitching across the board. Stripling was good in Game 2, and Robbie Ray was good in Game 3. Their starting pitching has made a pivot, which kind of makes them pretty scary now if that can hang on. So good job by Strip, Manoa, and Robbie Ray. Springer had two home runs. Vladdy had three extra base hits, and he hit his 27th home run. For the Rays, Wander Franco had four hits, including his second home run. So that is really fun but the jays do win the series the astros after getting swept from the by the orioles they go on to sweep the indians in a four game set never easy to sweep a four game set but they do it in the first three games they won easily by the sixth inning they had the lead and they didn't give it up in the fourth game it went to extras they get the go-ahead run because uh, emmanuel how do you say it classe couldn't catch a simple throw at first base for the double play. Pitchers. Not good. Three of the four Astros starting pitchers recorded quality starts. No Astro recorded five hits, but nine had multiple hits. They're just deep and beaches so many ways. Good job by them. The Tigers hosted the White Sox and took two out of three. Those damn Tigers are on fire. And the White Sox, you know, gumption week. Because you seem like you're on a slide as well. I'm not positive about it. White Sox won the first game 8-2, but then lost the next two 11-5 and 6-5. Giolito and Keuchel did not have good starts. Tim Anderson had six hits, though. Lance Lynn in game one, 117 pitches. My dude. Grandal exited game one with calf tightness and sit sat the rest of the series. So, come on, Grandal. You're an all-star. The Royals, another central team that's just been winning. They take two out of three from the Twins. Hap, Jacks, not good for the Twinkies. Uh, the Royals starting pitching wasn't great either. A lot of bats here. The Royals won the first two. Maeda versus Keller, though, that was a pitcher's duel in game three, and the Twins held on to win. Donaldson exited game two with a hamstring and sat for game three. Brad Keller, good start for him. He goes 6.1, two earned runs. His second time pitching into the seventh this season. Good job. The Angels played a team worse than them, so they swept them. That's what the Angels do. I'm actually super interested in the rest of their schedule because how many more bad teams they have versus good teams? The Angels might go on a hell of a run here. The Angels hit, man. They had two walk-offs. Walsh with another walk-off hit. Lagaris with a walk-off two-run double in game three. Cobb had a really good performance them on the mound, but Otani's the story. Hits his 29th, 30th, and 31st home runs. Becomes the first player to reach 30 this season. His last seven hits are all home runs. 14 of his last 19 hits are home runs. Dude is a freak. A freak. Rendon exits game three with a hamstring tightness. He may not play Monday, but isn't believed to be serious. The Red Sox took two out of three from the A's. And every game in this series was close, Trev. The Sox won game one in the 10th inning. The A's won game two in the 12th. And then the Sox won game three, one to nothing. So a really close series that the Red Sox end up winning. 
their starting pitchers pitched really well. Their bats struggled. Um, Devers and Verdugo both had multiple extra bases hits, though. Lowry with four hits and a home run and a double. Kemp had a walk-off sack fly in game two. A scored three in the bottom of the 12th after the Red Sox scored two in the top. So some fun in game two. Full pension Piv had a really good outing. He outdueled Caprellian. So that's just like two guys that you can root for. Mariners take two out of three from the Rangers. Music stops, so I'm not even going to tell you what happened in that one. Sorry, Mariners and Rangers. If the music was still going, I probably would have said somehow Mariners won the bookends, how Gibby goes 5.2, one earned runs, his ERA dips below two, which I told everyone to be on the lookout for. Maybe I would have told you that Luis Torrens had two home runs. He's got seven home runs, last 13 games. Maybe I would have told you that John Hicks had two home runs. Maybe I would have asked who John Hicks is. Mm. I don't know who that guy is. Early Settler's name? Jonathan Hicks? Yeah. Yes. He's a catcher. Big dude. Big boy. Nice. So, uh, Who wins in a fight, me, Jimmy, and BBD versus John Hicks? The three of us? Yes. Three of us. I'm asking Trev. I would take John Hicks. Okay. Let's let's just look up his stuff. The three of us. BBD is not a fighter, okay? He's too yeah, nice. we send BBD in first to tire him out. I would think that BBD would switch sides mid-fight, realizing that John Hicks was Ooh. getting you guys, and he's like, I'll switch sides. Yeah, not you send me fight. in first, he and I, I'm just going to befriend him. He's 6'2", 230. The three of us got him. I think if BBD goes in that's pretty, first, that's I think it's a bad tactic for us. Well, BBD goes in first... BBD, you go to the ground early, but you stay. Oh, you I stay think he's by, going to the ground early. You stay by his, you stay by his feet. You just need to stay by his feet. Jake and I run with the diving tabletop. Once he's on the ground, I think all three of us go for the knees at once. Different angles. You guys talk about just kind of. You talk about John Hicks, early settler name. Yeah, yeah. he's from Virginia. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The lineage is there. His full 100%. name is John, not Jonathan. That's a little against early settlerism. Mm. Well, he shortened it when he came over. It's cost too much for ink. I'm not going to sign my full name. Are you kidding me? John. It's my new name. What do you guys got? Good for Houston. (laughs) We covered it. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, Good for help. See you, Trev. Good bounce back for the Astros and like a big bounce back. They go Mm. in just four-game sweep uh, to get right back on their winning ways. The White Sox stay – Stay in first place in the Central, and they still have a big lead, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but they're starting to enter like that that Twins territory we talked about the last couple of years when they were in top of the Central. Like the Indians aren't a real threat at all; they're just kind of second place by default. Like the Tigers are. I'd rather play. I'd rather play against the Indians than if there was a thirty-team playoffs tomorrow and everyone was in. I think teams would rather play Cleveland than the Tigers. Maybe. Why? Tigers have been playing a good brand of baseball for the past, like, month and a half. Cleveland's. Yeah, the Tigers are sick. They're sick. They're sick. Tigers are 16 and 14 in their last month. I'm getting worried about the White Sox, though. And White Sox fans are going to be shocked because they don't understand my thought process here, and I don't mean to upset you. I think you're one of the best teams, top three teams. Wow. In baseball. Top three? Well, let's see. I thought the Dodgers, and I thought the Astros. Top five. Giants, Padres, 
Yeah. Top five? Do we think that? Close. No, I think at their I, I, best yeah. when everything's clicking, I think they have every piece. Yeah. White Sox. I love their team on paper team. for sure. I agree yeah. with that. But I don't like their the way their records are starting to look. They got a losing record against winning teams. They're going on skids here. And uh but it's early and they can get out of this. But yeah, they're sixteen and twenty four. Um out of all the play it's the twins. Out of all the playoff teams right now, they have the they have the ones with the losing record. And that's what the twins did forever. And I always said, like, you gotta be able to beat good teams to win in the playoffs. So interesting. They got a lot of time to correct it, but those central teams just aren't aren't gonna challenge them regularly. Trev, Detroit twenty nine and twenty two. Um in their last, you know, math amount of games. Like, Detroit has been playing a decent brand of baseball for a little while now, and Cleveland, you know, it's just the same thing. Sometimes they get pitching performances, and if Jose Ramirez goes off, they'll win. But, like, that's kind of it. Savaldi's just got hurt. Bieber's not there. Plesak is in there. Sure. Those Those three guys are healthy, like, you don't want to face this team. I'm sorry. In their last care. 51 games, the Tigers are playing at a 92-win pace. Plus, plus, Cleveland has a sneaky great bullpen. Like, this is a, they're I, I, actually I, a scary team. I don't think we need to healthy. dive too deep into Jake's sorry. what he said. I think he's just saying the Tigers are, are, are playing good baseball. A better brand John of baseball way. than Cleveland for over a month. Cleveland finds ways to win sometimes. It's it's just injury bug. And I was saying that the White Sox, I'd like to start to see them uh, not slide anymore. Gumption week. Gumption Get week. It. Get after it. The Red Sox do their thing. Um, close. See, that's what I like about the Red Sox. They're close games against the A's. Two good teams. They're playing close competitive games. one nothing. Uh, good pitching. At the end there, uh, two extra innings games, like testing each other, prepping for postseason ball. I like that. Do you have the Red Sox over the White Sox in your rankings right now? No, but we're getting close because the Red Sox are good against good teams, and and um, the Red Sox are really good against good teams. They have uh, the second most wins against good teams out of all the playoff teams. They're 28 and 19. They're good in one run games. They're 16 and 8. They're good on the road. They're 26 and 15. That's all the shit I look at just as like a team makeup going into the postseason. Got to be able to win on the road. You got to be able to win close games. And you got to be able to beat good teams. So the, the Red Sox are kind of doing that. I like the White Sox. I take their roster over a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. You just got to start piecing together. And we're, again, it's halfway through. All this will change. Sox got the juice, man. They really do. That That Oakland series was a lot of fun. I was popping over there late night. The first game goes into the 10th. Kike makes an incredible throw and the game-winning hit. Um, J.D. Martinez is playing left field in Oakland. He makes a nice play to, to throw a runner at the dish. Oakland ends up coming back in that game. And, you know, they Boston takes the final game behind full pinch and piv, but... Jim, I I wanted to, and maybe I'll send you there after this. Go check out, and our Yanks have become complacent with losing. Um, go check out the Red Sox cut shots after they lose the Saturday night game to the Athletics. They look like a team that's 
so bewildered and pissed that they lost. Uh, it's an energy that hasn't been around the Yankees in three or four years, and it's uh, it was like cool to see. Like Christian Vasquez is standing around pissed that they just lost a road game to Oakland. Where uh, so many teams in baseball now, you know, if you can pair up a loss and a rest day, they're like, hell yeah. Boston, they want to win every day. And I know it sounds dumb, but there's not a lot of teams that do that anymore. You try to rest your dudes in the bullpen and and balance it out. Like, this team is tough. They want to win every day, and it shows. I'm curious about that. You keep bringing that up. Like it's this, this media stereotypes of Red Sox and Yankees. Red Sox are this gritty, like bearded team organization, even though they're a very big market and, you know, like treated very well. That's the stereotype they have. And then the Yankees the other way, like business, like professional, like, are, is it too professional in Yankeeville right now? Do they need a little bit of grit? Like what's up with that? Fun, it's, grit, team, it's team makeup. I mean, you know, the, the ninety-eight Yankees. Are they just like the ninety-eight yeah. Yankees had won a World Series. They were supposed to be good. They were supposed to be the best team, and they came in every night and they hit and run and they they, they were deep and they beat you a million different ways and they were fucking pissed. So I don't think it has to do with like the big picture corporate versus the other. I just think it's roster construction and lineup usage. The Red Sox just. Yep. Get after it every day. Yeah. A little too much coddling there in Yankeeville. That's what I little think. too much. So much. They coddle more than they try to win. And that's that I mean, there's guys on the Red Sox that are out trying to prove like Devers is trying to prove who he is amongst this massive third base crop. Um Bogats, um, you know, he's putting up some historic shortstop offensive numbers in his little career, and he doesn't get a ton of respect. J.D. Martinez, people were writing him off after a bad 60 games, and now he's back to being elite. Uh, Verdugo is just awesome. Uh, he's just awesome. Kike has been the everyday center fielder for this team after being the utility knife uh, for the Dodgers. Like, if Vasquez fights for every inch. He's awesome, man. I love that dude. Um, and yeah, they just, they compete, they compete and they do not want to lose day in, day out. Let's move to the West. We talked about the central a little bit. Good job by the Royals and the Tigers. I guess we didn't really talk about the Indians. Well, they got swept by the Astros. I want to talk about the Astros a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the West. The Astros big sweep by them. Um, especially with Oakland losing two of three. They're up three and a half now. There, I think this is the. Oh shoot, man! Mm. They're one of the most complete teams. They're like, there's like, I think there's like three teams that are complete teams, and I think the Astros are one of them. I think the White Sox are one of them, and then I think the Dodgers are the last one. I'd say the Astros. I'd have Astros one one in my rankings right now. I think so too. I think starting pitching there, the relief pitching there, lineup is deep, and when you get to the postseason, they're battle tested, like we said at the start of the season. Like they're, if they if they ride this out the way they are, I think the Astros would be. I'd still I'd still go Dodgers. I'd still go Dodgers one one, just because they like you mentioned health before Trev. Dodgers have been missing a lot of dudes, and now they're kind of back and they're rolling. Like 
Belly's back, Muncie's back. See, like those guys are, wow. you know, <laughs> top ten MVP guys when they're right. Like I, I still got the Dodgers. Astros, Dodgers, probably the best team World Series we could hope for still this point in the season. You think? That's a great matchup. Uh my, I think, yeah. It's a funky way to look at it because, I mean, probably best baseball team. But, like, if the White Sox get hot in yeah. the playoffs or the Red Sox get hot in the playoffs, like, those are quality baseball teams. Like, I'm fine with them. They're on the same level if they're playing yeah. at their peak. Can I tell you a narrative I'm rooting for? Hello. Yes. Narrative season. Speak it into existence. La Russa versus um, Dusty mm. in the CS. Oh. Mm. Just a fuck you to all these new school mm. young managers. We'll get Dusty's that- impressions <laughs> back. Woo. Joe Torrey you gets can- a job next so year after manager. it. Managers are, they're going to be done. <laughs> they're not even going to be called managers. In five years, there will be no one called the manager. Wow. I'd, I'd take hot. your bet. I mean, if you want to up the years there, five right, is quick, Trev. Right. <laughs> five is quick. 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 Uh, but you know, GM the roster hander outers, yeah. the lineup card hander hander outers. Mm. Uh, read the charters. You know what, Jake? Do the i the the international league real quick because then. Oh, Trev! I always listen. I'm gonna. You've confused. been on a cold streak with that. I always just get. But it you're mixed a up. second half guy. We know that. I think we can say, be ready for me to get that wrong. I'm won't I'm not complacent with losing, Jim. You'll get better. I don't know. Trev, you will. What happened in the IO? Well, there was only one series and it was in New York, the Subway series, the sandwich shop sponsor. That's what Jake said earlier this week. Mets take two out of three. My goodness. Eight three Mets in game one. Ten five in the first game of a doubleheader where the Yankees went ahead on a wild pitch. They thought it was going to be all dandy. Too bad the Mets score six against Araldis, or six in the seventh, including a two-run game-tying home run off. I don't know how how many runs it was. It was a home run. Pete Alonzo. Got it right now. I'm killing this, guys. Anyways, the Mets win that one 10 to 5. It was a really bad, bad look for the Yankees, but they salvaged the series with a 4 2 win in game three. The Mets slash 303, 389, 424, and the Yankees' offense was abysmal. You say the same thing about the starting pitching and the relief corps for the Yankees. Bad series all overall. Dom Smith, five hits, three extra base hits in a home run. Nimmo, his first series back from the IL. He missed two damn months. He had five hits in this series. Judge and Urshela, three hits in a home run each. That was basically the only bright spot for the Yankees. Chad Green had an immaculate inning. Nestor Cortez did some things. That was mm. nice to see. But in the end, the Mets take two of three from the Yankees. And then the add, add insult to injury. Clint Frazier placed in the 10-day IL with vertigo. The tests don't show anything abnormal, but that doesn't matter, boys. He's on the IL. Tim LoCastro is there now. And that's what happened in the IL. Mets take two out of three. Tell me about it, guys. I want to talk and talk and talk about this. First place Mets beat fourth place Yankees. So let me get this right. Marcus Stroman still pitching. Throws the wild pitch. Yankees take the lead. Go out, put a zero up 
in the bottom of the sixth or top mm-hmm. of the sixth. Yeah. Chapman comes in for the save. It was a save situation, right? Mm-hmm. Not hot. Alonzo with the homer. They end up scoring six runs in that inning. Yeah. I just want to get that right. Okay. Yeah. That's, t- I, that's a tough way to lose a ball game. Well, it's a tough way to manage a team. Tough way to have a season. Guys got to – I mean, Chapman should have lost the job. And, dude, this you is very – think Chapman's like – do you want to hear you want the? To do you want to hear? I'll do it quick. I, people hate when we talk. I'll tell you quick, Trev. The very ins and outs of this. It's a save situation. So, Chad Green threw two pitches. They got him loose. It's a double header. It's a double header. This is game one. Chad wow. Green threw two pitches. They got him loose. He came into the game, threw two pitches, got out of the bottom of the sixth inning, bottom of the eighth for a real game. They go to Chapman instead of just running Chad back out there. It's a double header. Instant excuse to be like, no, he didn't lose the. The closer role, Chad was just hot, and there's a second game, so we can save Chapman for that, right? Easy excuse, because he should have lost the closer role. So we're all ready for Boone to say, oh, we still have confidence in Raldis Chapman. He's still the closer of this team. I still want to hand The goal is to hand him the ball with the lead, and that's what we're going to do. Boone didn't say that. Boone said that he did lose the closer role, but he didn't go with – he didn't keep Chad in because he was saving Chad – for game two, Chad Chad throws three innings in game two and gets a save in game two. But So he literally admitted Chapman's not the closer anymore, but still used him as the closer because he would was saving for Chad for game two instead of just using the best pitcher to win game one and then figure they're so backwards. The Yankees you might manage. not need a closer in game two. Exactly. So if he said, he's our closer, we stand by him, I would have been like, that's fucking stupid, and you shouldn't, but I understand the mindset. But for him to say he's not the closer, but we were saving Chad, it's like, so what What are you, how do you, the Yankees think? You manage, they manage they two games away and don't ever manage the game they're, they're managing. It's insane. That's how you lose a lot of games. Yeah. Sure is. No, they. So wait, he came. He came out and said, "Araldis Chapman is not our closer anymore." He said, "Like it's in the balance. Like it's." So it's they don't yeah. say anything. Either. They don't That's ever the say anything thing. tangible. So, but so if they say, if he, they say anything besides he's the closer, it means he lost the job. But yeah, Trevor Aroldis Chapman, his last uh, eight games, five point two innings pitched, eleven earned runs. Hitters are hitting four sixty four off of him to the tune of a one dot four. OPS. That was before the Mets appearance. Yeah. But credit to the Mets, man. I mean, it's a, yeah, Alonzo was like 0 for 15 and hadn't ever faced Chapman or seen him and big home run for him. Uh, they they came out in game one. It was kind of fun with Monty and Taiwan Walker for a little bit. Yanks were getting no hit. Monty was pitching well. Both pitchers yeah. kind of end up with not as good a lines as they should have had. Uh, and the Mets win that game. Get Taiwan, our guy, to the All Star game, man. He looked, he looked good. He's having an yes. incredible season. I think, with the way pitchers end up sorting themselves out with pitch schedules and routines, he should find a way in. Right now, him and Scherzer not on the All Star team, which yeah. is odd. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, the Mets in the Mets battle, man. They had some guys at the bottom of their lineup. Nito Guillorme giving them big at bats. Billy McKinney. I mean. It, the Mets are good. The Mets are good, man. That yeah. pitch that Alonzo, I watched the highlight of that. Decent pitch from Chapman. 
Slider in the zone. The slider. Pro- problem is he ha- he can't locate his fastball right now. So hitters, Walsh, Grand Slam was a slider. Uh, people are hitters are just sitting on the slider now, and he's not even supposed to be throwing the slider to righties because he has a split finger now, which he got so that righties couldn't dominate his slider since it curves into their barrel. Um, so just kind of like he lost his fastball, so now he's throwing the slider and bad counts to hitters who are fully aware of this information. Bad recipe. GTs. Um, all right. BBD, real quick. We forgot to do this on Friday because whenever we do episodes uh, remote, they take longer. July, it's July 5th. Today's July 5th. The standings have July. not changed. Let's find out BBD's s- simulated, stimulated winner. Oh, wow. A's versus the Rays in the wild card game. Who's winning? A's. Even if Glass now is healthy? Hey. Okay, A's. It's a simulator, man. Okay. ALDS, you have the first play. You have Houston versus the White Sox. So you get your Dusty versus Larusa and the DS. Get it around early. Houston. Mm. Houston, okay. Boston versus the A's in the DS as well. Boston. Okay. In the American League Championship Series, you have Cora versus his ex-team, the Astros. Boston versus Houston. Houston. Wow. Okay. NL wild card right now would be Dodgers versus Padres still. Padres. Ooh. Wow. Uh, Changed in three seconds. That's that's the second you got. Milwaukee versus the Mets in the DS. Mets right now. Okay. Uh, Giants versus Padres. Battle of the uh, bookends of California. Giants. Okay. Giants versus Mets in the NLCS? Mets. Oh, my God. Houston versus New York in the World Series. Astros versus Mets. Houston. Houston. Wow. 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 Those are two fan bases right there. Astros and Mets. BBD's BBD's the bone simulator. Yes, the bone simulation. Bone simulator. So on uh, June 25th, uh, in, in our stimulation simulation, the White Sox won the World Series. July 5th, the Astros have won the World Good Series. Good shot. Can the Mets make it? Good for them? Like, Yeah, that was a wild, that was a wild world. Mm-hmm. That was a wild playoffs. I like that. It's supposed to happen like that, right? Yeah. Making one more add. I don't happen. know what it's going to be. Mm. That was wild. That was fun. You stuff. just got to feel it. All right, um, let's go to the second half of the show. Awards oh, isn't um, coming up yet. This is just standout performers and all, performers and all the other so. stuff. And it's brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Wow. Smoking your Cush, Trev? I'm getting it right now, baby. Okay. Cushy Dreams, you guys know about us. And if you know about us, you know about them. Yeah. Saved it. <laughs> Smokable CBD. Uh, CBD has been shown to help with anxiety, depression, inflammation, even pain relief and more. Smoking CBD gets into your system right away so you don't have to wait around for the effects. Cushy Dreams Extraordinary CBD Rich Hemp, rich hemp Flower comes in one-eighth ounce cans and pre-rolled joints. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and discreetly to all 50 states. They only got 0.3% THC, so it's legal 
federally. It's always organic. Fresh harvests are always coming in. They got independent lab tests showing compliance and purity. They're available on their website. Go to CushyDreams.com. It's K-U-S-H-Y. At checkout, use promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD with promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Let's go to standout performances. Standout performances. Jake, who'd you grab? James Trevor Bone Simulator BBD. I went with the guy who was on the sheet. You know, sometimes I feel like we don't give the catchers enough love on here. And there is a catcher who had a five-hit day. I used to love uh, uh, on old old Yankees broadcast Ken Singleton. He'd say, man, if you have two hits, that's a good day. Three hits, that's a great day. Four hits, well, that's an incredible day at the office. Well, hell, five's better than that. And Omar Narvaez... Man, go to his baseball reference and check it out because he's kind of only coming to the league and hit. He's got a career 272-360 on base, which, again, compare catchers to catchers because they go through a brutal beating beheading behind the plate. Beheading. This year, Omar Nevaez, how's your 301, 393, 852 OPS from a catcher? The Milwaukee Brewers, he's a big part of the recipe, man. When that dude's behind the plate, especially against right-handed hitting, which guess what? Right-handed pitching, which most pitchers are in this league, he's got an 882 OPS. Who doesn't love a good lefty hitting catcher, babe? And we're talking about the Brewers, and are they going to make a couple splashes in the lineup? Somewhere they don't have to look? Omar Narvaez, man. The guys on that team love him. He's starting to rack up some war. We saw him pop in in the back of a couple of our Tuesday Brews days because he's a dude around the team. And, man, what a Brewers move. This guy had a big year in Seattle two years ago, 2019. 22 homers and 813 OPS. Again, for a catcher. That's pretty nice. They traded for him. They traded a minor leaguer, Adam Hill, for him and a a supplemental pick. Okay, guess what? Brewers don't care because they have their starting everyday catcher, man. Uh, So I'm giving it to Omar. Here's his first hit. My man. Yeah, I mean, you got to play the field, man. Okay. His first hit. Sorry, I didn't know that was first hit. He's got four other ones, babe. Don't come there at my go. dude Ooh. like this. Well, the first hit's a sun ball. It was a sun well, yeah, in, sun in the every, field. Sun in everyone's eyes, so it just kind of dropped. Second hit was nice up the middle. Third hit. Whoops. Another great hit. Almost hits uh, the runner there. That was odd. Yeah, that was a nice piece of hitting. Uh, fourth hit, 5-1 game, sixth inning. Oh, that beautiful piece of hitting. Slice down the line. Are they all singles? We're slapping it, babe. And the fifth hit, sliced it. Yeah, he never, he didn't get a ball past the outfielder. What? What are we doing? What? Just giving the hits. It's weird. What? Bizarre. It's a great day at the office. An incredible day. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. Just coming at him. Didn't get it past an outfielder. That's 1920s broadcaster? Are you 
taking offense for him. I wasn't even coming at him. It's just weird. I just it's wanted just to bizarre. see. I wanted to see what the hits were. It's not normal. It's a stud. Great piece of hitting. All of them. That's his first five hit day of his career. Sure is. Five hits, no, no joke. No matter how you get them. No. I wasn't coming at him. I was interested. Like I was a little in, bit. I was interested bit. to see what the hits were. When so your I comment about up. a guy's five hit day is nothing got past the outfielders, that's a weird angle. He was just slicing them and hitting angle. them down. It looked easy. It looked like he was taking BP. Ain't easy. I wanted to see what they were. It wasn't on the sheet. Trev, what's your most most hits in a day? You got a four piece? Got a five? Yeah, for sure, a four piece. I don't know. I might have had a five. I don't remember. I don't. I'll find Re- it. Our Nothing comes like straight it. to mind, so maybe I didn't have a five. Our research teams on it. We've done like the most total bases you've had before, I believe. In that hot stretch. Hot, hot, hot. hot. My good, good stand-up performance, Jake. Thank you, Trevor. Five for five. Five for six. Oh, what was the out? Laser beam. Hope all it was, the a, hope it was a fly ball over the outfielder. <laughs> that's why I was. That's why I was asking. I wonder if you, the out was like a yeah. fucking robbed. <laughs> um, so you have one four hit game in the books. That's it. The nine six win against the Astros. Ooh. You went four for six. Hell yeah! Home run. That's right in baby. there. Whoops. Duh. Yeah, September third, twenty thirteen. Oh, right on. Everyone in the chat keeps saying I'm baked. I'm not baked right now, guys. <laughs> they this do is, that. This is my prop. This is my prop joint. Okay, <laughs> it's like cushy dreams. Jared Cozart started that game Ooh. for the Astros. Cozart, uh, my standout performer is Manny Machado. Mm. He had a mm. very interesting day on July 4th. The Padres end up winning this game 11 to one, but it was only five to one. Going into the ninth inning, those five runs for the Padres, a two-run homer by Machado, and then his next at-bat, a three-run homer Mm. by Machado. And his next at-bat, they intentionally walked him. And his next at-bat, they intentionally walked him. And his next at-bat, they walked him. Then it didn't matter because then they gave up uh, six in the ninth to make it 11-1 final. But at one point, it looked like it was going to end 5-1 with all the runs coming off Manny Machado's bat. Two-run home run, three-run home run, and then the intentional walk. So he ends up having a uh, get-on-base every single at-bat. Like, the final line's two for two with two homers, five RBIs and three walks. So he didn't have a bad feeling all day at the plate. That's nice. It's pretty nice. And he is not – he did not make the all-star team as a reserve. Is that correct? Currently not an all-star. Uh, we'll see if there's any injuries or stuff that sort out. But, yeah, that uh, third base depth, man. And put together a hell of a year. He got, really- got kind of screwed by uh, Eddie Escobar. He's got nine Is Eddie Escobar a lone all-star somewhere? I hate that shit, man. Snakes. I hate the all-star. I, hate- I understand the all-star game. I dislike it. Fair. He already has nine stolen bases. Um, we're halfway through the year. He doesn't really steal bases in 2018. Yeah. Oh, I said 14 in 2018. Does he steal bases and I just don't know about it? He had a year with 20 and a year with 14, then no other double-digit years. Obviously, he's going to get there this year. I like that. 
I like when the guys sneaky steal bases. It's one of my favorite things to look at. I wonder if uh, Padres fans reach out. You guys know your team better than us. I wonder if he's getting that. I've played in the league a while. Just knows when a pitcher isn't paying attention at all, and just takes one. The the old Pujols yeah. stolen base. The Pujols. Yeah. Oh, I love that man. You see Pujols just chugging, not moving anywhere, but he's going. Shit's moving around like his arms and legs are going. The ground is looks still, but he gets those bags. Did you see the clip of Albert busting it down the line the other day? It's pretty nice, man. You know who my favorite guy who like runs, but like nobody ever gave him credit for it? Prince Fielder. Like could kind of mm. like go. Yeah, two inside the go. park homers. He could like go, and that's a big, big body going mm. around those bases, man. Trev, did you know your well, you didn't steal a lot. I heard a I heard a player somewhere, maybe it was on Chris Rose, and they just casually mentioned it was Trey Turner, I think, with Oh, it was Miguel Rojas on Chris Rose rotation. Talking about stealing bases and how Trey Turner's so good and Rojas can grab some. And Rojas was like, Well, I can only steal off a one four or one five. I've got numbers. Pitcher. Like he knew. Mm. So, you know, every first base coach is doing the stopwatch. What's this guy's speed to home? And Miguel Ross just knew his range. So like he gets the first and he asks the first base coach, mm. What's this guy? And then he knows if he can or can't. Is that how it works? I never really knew that that existed. Yeah, like I, I mean I knew that's they kind timed of like it. a, it's 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 kind of like a general rule. Like if a guy is, you know, one one, one two to home plate, that's pretty quick. When you get to one three, that's like average. And you get those one four, one five guys. Like those are the guys that you can so do did, it off. You never stole that much, but did you have like if you would you ask? Would you say like what's this guy? That's like I said, like one the one four, one five guys. Like that's the first base coach. Like hey, one this guy's like one four. This guy's like a one five. So like if you pick the count, and you know an Aussie pitch is coming, and maybe the guy behind the plate's not great. But that's just kind of more of like a general rule. Like, I don't know exactly. Like, I'm sure guys that steal bases know exactly how long it takes them to freaking get to first or to second base. So then you add the you add the time to home plate plus the pop time. And then if you can beat that. I love all those like ins and outs when, you know. So I know like guys that do steal, they get the first and the coach lets them know like, hey, one, three, one and two. Dang. And then they have yeah. a better sense of it. That's cool. Trev, if there was ever a speedy guy in front of you on the bases, say you're on first, they're on second, would you ever give them like a, hey, get going so I can get in on a double steal so I can get my steals up? The problem with that is I got, like, they throw back door. <laughs> yeah, they're like, coming I got, for I you. Got caught, yeah, I got caught stealing doing that a few times. No. You think you're going to get an easy bag, but all of a sudden no. you got that glove hitting your leg, and you're like, oh, shit. They threw, they threw it down a second. So they went the other way with it. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is the guy then the guy in front of you doesn't get a stolen base. So he's oh, pissed. Really? Field his choice. Field his choice. Wow. What, so. a, what a silly sport. It is silly. Good job, Jim. Trev, who won your standout performance? I am going to go with a guy who I really enjoy. Uh, I enjoy watching this guy pitch. I'm talking about Alec Manoa, right-hander for the Blue Jays. He's a big boy. He's 6'6", 260. And he had a game against the Rays. Seven innings pitch, 10 Ks, three hits, only one walk. At one point... He struck out, I think, seven straight raised batters, six of them on sliders. And there's videos just like 
Uh, go to Twitter and put in Alec Manoa slider. He got Francisco Mejia on one that hit his back mm. foot as he swung at it. But there's a bunch of videos. I think Pitching Ninja did a bunch of them because his slider is just filthy. Uh, he makes people look really ridiculous. So he had the suspension, five-game suspension, after he hit uh, uh, Franco. Franco. Franco, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He hit him after giving up a few homers to the Orioles. So I don't like that, Alec. Don't be hitting people, man. Uh, I don't. Know. It's not clear if that was on purpose. It sure looked like it was on purpose. He didn't have to miss a start because they had like an off day or something like that. But um, when you watch this guy pitch, you guys saw his first start at Yankee Stadium. That was really cool. We said the Blue Jays, look, man, if you could find pitching like this, like maybe you'll be in it. He looks like he looks like the real deal to me. Mm. Like he's got swing and miss stuff. Jim, he's got gumption. Ooh. Yeah, he's got a little attitude out there. It's funny. He's a he's like a classic that. case of. Uh, if you ever see him in the dugout with his hat off, I'm older than a lot of players now, but I, I saw him in the, like on the mound. He's in his element. He's like, you know, got a little bit of moxie and swagger to him. And then he went to the dugout, took his hat off. And I was like, Oh, you're just a kid. Mm. Like he just like transferred into like, Oh, you look young. 23, 23 years old. Yeah. 23 years old. Yeah. It was, uh, some guys look different with their hat off or just the vibe changes. Know where he's earning an invite to? Where? Lance Lynn's fastball farm. Mm. I mean, this guy's a perfect candidate. He's got some good meat on the bone. I can see he's That's got a good... nasty slide ball, yeah, though. Slider's pretty Yeah, nice, you though. can mix in that slide ball, but mm. let's start cutting it different ways. I'd, I'd throw the crap out of that slider if I was him. But yeah, he... uh, Just fun to watch pitch. Fun to watch pitch. I like him a lot. He threw the slider in this game more than he threw the fastball. No? Wow. Dude, I love when pitch mixes are, like, incredibly balanced. Like, did the, how did you mm. did you do that on purpose? He threw 33 sliders and 33 fastballs and 29 mm. sinkers. Just, like, mm. an incredible balanced three-pitch attack. And he got a lot of swings and misses. His mechanics are really smooth, too, like, he looks like a guy that just it's repeatable. And when you have like that, like I don't, I know they show those little like arm slot graphs on baseball. So I haven't looked, but I'd imagine he's very consistent with his arm slot. I believe and, you and stay hot. You know, another starting pitcher for the blue Jays, like Jim said earlier, Robbie Ray has been twirling it a little bit. I mean, Matt's and Stripling on given days are giving them outing. And I mean, Gumption week. Maybe we'll find out a little something more about the Blue Jays. Stripling's like been good, man. Nate Pearson getting his groin checked out again, probably. Someone find out the date I went on Ross Stripling's podcast and then tell me if I can take credit for turning it around. Wow. His first six starts, he had a 7-2-6 ERA. Since then, in his next seven starts, he's got a – where's ERA? Two, three, five. Like, Stripling's been good. All right. Jay's playing some good ball. Go, go to Rano Go. See you, Trev. See you guys. Trump-wah. We had five guys on here that we were tracking. Yeah. BBD, what five guys might be added? Uh, before we do that, uh, while Trev's not here, I'll issue the an apology to him. He has uh, three four-hit games 
I found the other ones. Baseball reference automatically sorts. They give you the, all the games he homered in, so the most he had, he had one four-hit game where he homered as well. Nice. The guys were potentially adding. Mitch Haniger goes 0 for 11 with a walk, two hit mm. by pitches in three Ks. Jesse Winker 0 for 11 with a walk. Mm. Randy Arazarena. Hmm. 0 for 10, 2 walks, 3 Ks. Ramon Laureano, 0 for 12, 2 walks, 4 Ks. And Tommy Pham is in an 0 for 14 slump. Holy smokes. Wow, some good candidates for Ooh. slump watch there, huh? Man. Jeez. And then how many were taken off? Our dude Reese got hot. Yeah. It was his last time, no matter what. He went 3 for 7? Maybe at the end of the year we'll do the all, like, you're going to get off slump watch team. It's Reese, it's Eduardo Escobar. Um, still taping, taking yeah. some applications for the final spots, but Lindor, we've uh, we gave him that treatment. Frankie, people get that for a few different reasons. Yeah, Reese is off. Good job. Good job, Reese. All three of his hits were for extra bases, homer two doubles. Wow. Do you want to run through it? Matt Olson, my godson. He puts up a 2 for 11 with 3 walks after an 0 for 9-er. The on-base percentage ends up looking okay. This is going to be a really interesting week because there's a lot of names that could come on, and these guys weren't sprinting to get off. Keep Brian Hayes, 1 for 13. That's no good. Adelise, in another week where it could be a conversation, he gets off. It's 4 for 14. You're hitting the ball. 3, three ribbies. Ribbies, yeah. you know, uh, Adelise, 2 snaps. Uh the real people know. And then Cody Bellinger, which I think this one was up for discussion last week because he's kind of had a cold season. He's been hurt. One for 16. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Uh, he might be off for, for like, you got you to gotta do some good before we can worry about you slumping, Cody. Yeah. He's Although good White like, Sox or good, good White House. Fit. He's definitely in, like, still finding it. Yeah. Watch. So he's out. So let's see. So and Reeser's off too. So if we leave Olsen and Key Brian, there's three slots. Do you, any chance Olsen's off for you? Uh I haven't looked into what Olsen's doing. I have Brian up and his slump goes back. I faced them the damn Milwaukee pitchers. Mm. His slump goes back around seven, six games. Yeah, I mean he was on last week's slump watch too. Yeah, but I'm seeing if Olsen goes back like 10, then I would Oh, a competing slump watch. Yes, yes, to find out. Because I don't think both can stay. I don't care either. I went to go see if Olsen's having a year where like he has a low batting average because last year he he was 195 because he had three walks this series. He's like, oh, does he just walk a lot? And when he hits, he hits it. But that's not what he's been this year. He's batting 283. Yeah, he's been hitting. They're both bad, man. Brian Hayes. They can stay. Yeah? Who are, who are we not going to keep then? All right, we got Jesse Winker. Uh, he got found out he's going to All-Star Week. Yeah, so, so that I mean, doesn't like, even he's count. He's just celebrating he's a little bit. Yeah. He's out. No, that's, so that wasn't even an option. In my head, I mean, seeing Randy Rosarena and knowing he's the best ever makes me want him on there. How's he um, been performing? I feel like he's just... He's been like a low 800 OPS guy for most of the year, but that's just what my brain's been telling me. So that's 740 me. right now. So he's, I mean, that's a dangerous area to be in. Yeah. 112 OPS plus. His last 13 games are, are really bad. 196 slugging, 152 batting average. Ooh. So that's tough for Randy. Mitch Hanniger. What are you doing, Mitch? 
Mitch was doing really well. He was competing for the old John Boy team at one point. Yeah, and he and this is just what this is. I mean, he was hot going into this. So mm. I like Haniger more our style. Like before this okay. weekend, he in in the two series before this, he was going off. He had a one dot OPS. Okay, so let's let's put him sure. on, get him right back. You're to feeling that. that, yeah. Haniger faces the Yankees, so that should help. Nice, that should help. Um, Ramon, come on, Ramon. Laser show. Laser show, Ramon. I don't know. Who do you, you, you have a lane? 12. Um, let's see. So if we've got Mitch, Matt, and Key, and Tommy Pham's on here, but I think before his 0 for 14, I think Tommy Pham was playing really good baseball. Um, like I think people were, people were sneaky saying he, he's got some all-star type numbers around him, which, which I don't know. In your head, that makes him a better candidate for yeah. slump watch. Yeah, 1.2 OPS. So I and his I don't last, know. Like fifteen, right? Um, well, who do you want to help out more? You want to help Randy out? I want to help Loriano out. I'm in Randy and Ramon. Sounds great. Just Sorry, the Tom. Com- the combination of it, Randy and Ramon. Randy and Ramon. Better not see any of your three assholes next next week. Ooh. Okay. Randy and Ramon. So we got Hanniger, Olsen, Hayes, Randy and Ramon. Bam. Randy and Ramon. I'd love them in the outfield together. Whew. All right, Trev, welcome back. Boogity. What's up, guys? Hi, Trevor. Do you hear BBD's apology? That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. What do you say? Uh, Well, I tried to keep it to just when you weren't here to... Uh, experience it, but I found two other four-hit games. Baseball reference, when I went to sort, they were only giving me a game log by games in which you homered. So you only had one four-hit game where you homered in it. Three total four-hit Let's games. Let's go. You knew it wasn't right. Let's go. More than four. Speaking of guys having big days at the plate, Manny Machado, we talked about him a little bit. Four for ten, three yackers. Yep. Otani can be on here pretty much any given time. Three for his last ten. They're all homers. Eric Duhas. Duhas. It's just Haas, but what an all-time song. Two homers, yeah, five for eight. I think song. one of those is Inside the Parker. Uh, how's that, that song do? real quick. Duhas make. Duhas make. Duhas. Brandon Crawford, who probably Duhas. also likes that song because he's around our age, so he experienced it. Seven for 12. He's going to Colorado. How about it? Crawdaddy. Chris Bryant, 6 for 12. One of the only Cubs still fighting the good fight, trying to get traded for Trev. Speaking of Trev, Trevor Larnick. How about it? 6 for 12, that Twins outfield. People are talking. Reeser, we mentioned him. He gets hot in a hurry. Willie Adamas. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. The Brewers picked up a goddamn all-star level shortstop. Jesus Aguilar, 5 for 11. Homer, some ribeyes, and... I can't believe my guy made the program. Tyro Estrada for the San Francisco Giants. A little 4-for-11 kid. Gets his first start. Includes a 3-for-5-er with a granny. Have a day. And that's who's in fuego. Tyro made it. That's a little home cooking. It's a little home cooking. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. I think it's mostly that one. It's that one game. 
is do Haas to the same song as Firestarter? No, like, I'm the sounds fire like starter. no. Do Haas is on a German. There's no English in it. Oh, those two songs like are the same to me, but I like them both. It's good. Brandon Crawford likes Do Haas. Yeah. Yeah. When's Gabe coming on, Trev? Did you reach out? You want Gabe Kapler on our show? We'll get Gabe uh, Kapler on the show. We got it worked out. I want him in our, in our mouth. Ooh. Um, and I think that brings us to awards. Awards! Jake, you get to give out an award first. Guys, I'll try to be high and tight today, bat and lead off. Just want to get on base so you boys can drive me home. I'm giving out the Shower Thoughts Award. Okay. Um... You guys know I mentioned him on here. I mentioned him on Talking Yanks, different places. That uh, you know, the shower has become a place for me. You know, thoughts run wild in there. Um, you know, sometimes they're deep, sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's the most nothing. Jim, I got a guy who I would love to get in the shower with and get his thoughts. Okay. The Shower Thoughts Award is going to Bryce Harper of your Philadelphia Phillies. Bryce has been having a... You have showered with Bryce. Um, So that's kind of a flex. Uh, Bryce Harper having a pretty nice year. Um, You know, 371 on base, 876 OPS, 14 homers. Um, You know, and... Bryce, we kind of have a weird mindset. He's still 28 years old. He turns 29 in October. And the All-Star teams came out the other day. And the NL was pretty stacked this year. There was a lot of positional battles out there. Uh, Chris Taylor made the NL All-Stars. He's he's kind of a war guy and, you know, great utility guy. Bounces around, does everything for the Dodgers. There's a discussion there. There's a guy with very similar stats to Bryce Harper this year that made the team over him. Juan Soto, uh, and it's a little old man take a look at my life because Juan, very similar numbers to Bryce this year. Um, you know, the Nationals and the Phillies, each team having their hot weeks up and down, and it's got to be a little like, wait, Jim, everything you said about the All-Star game earlier, you know, it is what it is. You're not a huge fan of it. MLB's made it what it is. It's an exhibition game that is to display stars. Yeah, I I don't say I'm not a big fan of the All Star Game. I don't like the selection process and the mindset people have. It's not it's not celebrating the best players. Okay, and either way, Bryce Harper still thinks you know I'm a I'm a face of the game. I'm Bryce Harper. It was me and Trouty. Like you know, I got the giant contract. Now he's in Philly. They've got a losing record. We're not talking about the Phils enough. And the All Star teams come out and Soto. Who's got very similar numbers to you and is a, another guy that people are going to compare you to because he's the one that followed you in Washington. Now you don't get the all-star nod? I don't know. I don't know. I would love to know what's going on. I would love to shower with Bryce and, and see where his head's at, you know? Yeah, I, I don't Trev, I could ask you if you've ever talked to Maurer or the guys that are, you know, perpetual all-stars, but... I know Jeter hated going at the end of his career and started opting out and got a lot of shit for it because he was like, hey, I'd rather get three days off. I kind of done that. Let the young kids do it. Kind of like in the NBA when they're like, let the young kids Bryce do it. Bryce is 28, man. Yeah, but he's old in baseball. He's been in the league for a decade. Like I, Six all-stars already. Maybe, Six all-star he's, maybe he's 
wants to do be there, but we're, I, I would I would lean and Bryce is like, whatever. I've been there, done that. I'm just trying to stay healthy for the second half of the season. His numbers are better than Soto. Is that because the Nationals needed a batter or something? I think they went younger face of the game instead of Bryce. Was this a fan the, poll? I don't know. Is it Rio Muto? Well, they, He's they, the Schwarber's there long. for them, so they had an outfielder already. What? Yeah. I don't know. For the Phillies? Uh, they've got Wheeler. Um, and Real Muto. And Real Muto. I think there's one more. I'm blanking. I thought they, I thought I heard one? they had three. No, uh, bullpen. I mean, look, Bryce definitely is saying, shit, I'd like to be in the All-Star game. But then, like you're saying, Jim, he's, he's, he's done it six times already. I don't think he's too upset about it. I think he goes and enjoys a fabulous all-star break somewhere. Like he might be one of those guys that takes a trip down to Aruba and comes back. Yeah. So he's might. he thinks about it though. I like that, Jake. Might I think be wondering what, he's like might might be wondering hmm. what the next ten years look like. He's confident. He's got the bag. He needs, I think, more than anything. This is true. Like I feel like people say this about a lot of athletes and not true usually. Bryce really wants to win now. Right? Like you leave, you leave Washington and then that happens. You miss that. And then Philly, you go to Philly and it just hasn't been there. And like now he's starting to think like we had a pretty good freaking – they have a pretty good roster right now. They're, yeah, they they're sure a couple win. things away from – like being very, very competitive. I keep saying that and just, you know, whatever. They keep playing 500 ball, but I think he's really focused on winning. So I don't think he minds missing the All-Star again that much anymore. But if it happens, he hasn't been an All-Star since 2018. If he was like going off, off, like he's kind of put up just right around his career average numbers, which are excellent, by the way. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's too upset this time. But a couple more years of it, then yeah, he will be. Because he wants to be in the Hall of Fame and stuff. He's got a long way to go for that. Is yeah. he on track yeah, on anything to be a Hall of Famer? Like, What's that? What numbers, are on, what numbers does he have that are on pace for Hall of Fame? Does he have any? Probably the home runs are tight. He's got 246 career homers. Um, you know, he's I mean, got he's thir- so many more years. 35.8 war. That, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, Bryce has what? 10 more years in Philly? 20, goes through 2031. 2031. Um, so that's just what I'm saying. Like this, the Phillies organization hasn't made the playoffs in a decade or something like. Who that. votes for the reserves? Just fans, right? I think players. Players and I think now it's the commissioners. It used to just too. be coaches appoint them, but now I believe it's a player vote. Players, when, Swisher, play, when, players and when Swisher made it as a reserve, it was a fan vote. They changed a fine, that. There's a fine. There used they to be a final like vote. Year. There used to be like you, the fans could vote for the last roster spot, so that's the one Swisher won. If Bryce puts together a big couple, two, three, four big years with some hits and stuff, like he's already had eleven hundred hits, got ten years left. Like maybe he gets to three thousand hits if he really has some big seasons coming up. He probably walks too much for three K hits, but maybe. at least you know. The Hall of Fame and knowledge stuff like that. I don't know. Like, hey, I hope, I hope Bryce comes. I hope you guys are right. I hope Bryce enjoys his All Star break. He actually, with injuries and stuff, he could still get tapped in and still get the All Star game. But you know, I hope Bryce comes out the second half and 
Because, man, he can still, like, Trev, you said those numbers are on, on par for Bryce Harper. They're a little below, and Bryce still has it, man. Like, we still see it when he connects. A little bit. Like, it give, let's get a big second half Bryce Harper show after we shower. My award is the Private Hall Award. Mm. Love B.O.B. Is this Band of Brothers? Yeah. Bang. Yep. Uh, Private Hall wasn't actually in Easy Company, which is the company that the show is about. Uh, He just landed out of the airplane when they parachuted down right next to Sergeant, uh, or I don't know if he's a sergeant, right next to Winners, who's like the badass. And Private Hall, Winners is like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Hall. He's like, okay. They start, his nickname is Cowboy. And Private Winter says, so you're, uh, you know, he tells Private Winters that I'm a radio man. Mm. You know, reporting the news, calling for hits and stuff. And Winter says, well, if you were in my platoon, I'd tell you you're a rifleman first. Radio man second. So in the Braves dugout, they say we need a pinch hitter. They say, Freed. He says, I'm a pitcher. He says, you're a ball player first. Yeah. Pitcher second. Max Fried says, wow, I never thought about that way, coach. Okay, maybe I can hit. Then he gets the walk-off hit. It's beautiful. So Max Fried, private hall award. Trev's guy. Yeah. I love that. What a sweet swing that was. I texted mm, like him, a nice uh, hit. This, I texted him this morning. I haven't heard back from him, so we'll see what he Ooh. says. But Yeah. Probably just resting. Him. Yeah. Celebrating that freaking win. And, you know, that's good because we like when our mansplain girls are happy and they were happy. The Braves Twitter is very similar to Yankees Twitter in, like, the roller coaster of emotions. I've seen that. I don't know if they're, like, as drastic. Probably not. Similar seasons. But they're very, like, they're in it. Both teams were expecting elite baseball and have seen a bad brand of baseball most of the year. Who do you believe more going forward? Believe in more going forward? Braves. Braves due to their division. What's uh, your award, Trev? My award is the Describe a Sunset Award. Now, I was looking for a way to get this guy an award, and then we started talking about sunsets and can you really describe a sunset? If you take a picture Mm -hmm. of it or try to tell someone what it looks like, you just won't be able to do it justice. My favorite picture to take that nobody cares about is when you're you're on an airplane and you're above the clouds. Mm I just, for some reason, I just love looking down. There's a bunch of clouds, and you know underneath is like the world. You're above the world, blah, blah, blah. No one cares about it. You can't describe that really and do it justice. Now, our guy Tom Verducci came out with an Mm -hmm. article that tried to do Shohei Otani justice. And it's on uh, sportsillustrated.com if you want to go read it, Tom Verducci. Shohei's birthday today, so first let's get some snaps for that. We've already covered him a couple different times. He's absolutely crushing the ball, um, doing it on both sides, as we know. Here's a couple things that um, Tom, some descriptors that Tom uses to try to do Shohei Otani justice, okay? He says, if you had to distill the amazement of Otani to one sentence, it would be this. He hits the ball harder than Juan Soto, throws harder than you, Darvish, and runs faster than Randy Arozarena. This is one guy doing this he leads the major leagues in home runs and bunt hits mm. doesn't Until he run this year, faster than other people 
Yeah, Randy wasn't a great. Why example. would they? Why would he go with Randy? Doesn't he run faster than Trey Turner? Is one of the fastest? He's sprints? like ninety third percentile on twenty eight point seven sprint uh, speed is pretty good. Yeah, He's no, I, I'm saying Randy is a more bad. impressive. He's saying he didn't like Randy as the other. Speed I don't like guy. Darvish either. All right, well, don't yell at me. Yell at Tom Verducci. I am. I'm yelling at Tom. Is. I am. Screw you. Yeah. There's a couple more good ones I want to read through, then we can kind of talk more about Shohei. Until this year, no player, even Babe Ruth, ever hit 30 homers and made 10 starts on the mound in the same year. Otani did it in just 81 freaking games. He's the first AL player ever with 31 homers and 12 stolen bases by the All-Star break. It's, it's, the hitting is what impresses me. Like, the pitching is great, like, you know, but it's, the, it's one of the easier times in the history of baseball to be a pitcher. The hitting was so down this guy's doing it on the elite side on both, and he's fast, and he's fun and happy all the time. Like he is so fucking good for baseball. And think about this: Mike freaking Trout is on the Angels, and people—I mean, I know he's hurt right now, but like people are more inclined to go see Otani play. We talk about Mike well, Trout being one, like maybe the best shit. to ever we, do it. Mike Trout's hitting and playing outfield. We've seen that from other players at times, what we've never seen. No one – can anyone say? Does anyone that's, – that's, that's the whole point of this thing. Is we've never seen anything like this. How old would ever. you have to be to have a cognitive memory of watching Babe Ruth play? When did Babe Ruth play his last game? Like, is anyone alive can say, I saw Babe play? The 30s? The yeah, I guess he could be – Because my grandma met him, 90s? and she's in her 90s, but she met him when she was like eight and Babe had stopped playing already. His last – Game in general was 1935. Last game as a Yankee, 1934. So, you know, good Babe Ruth, 1933. Listen, I mean, there's so many good tidbits. I want everyone to go read the article because it is, is really good. Uh, for, it could be a 98 year first, old who said, I saw him when I was 10, and I remember it. He probably could. Through the first 332 games of hitting, he's hitting better than Willie Mays did at that point. And through the first 24 games of pitching, he's doing better than Roger Clemens did at that point. Like, he's just... Those are so better names. Cool, like, <laughs> Those are better yeah. names to put next to him. I have to pee I think so Randy Rosarin is pretty fast. Jimmy's got to pee pretty bad. Uh, I think by, like, actual numbers and sprint speed stuff, yeah, Randy is is up there. Randy kind of runs But he's not, funny. like, known Randy for Randy runs like a soccer player. Um, and his brother plays soccer. Uh, Trev, yes, we could talk Otani every episode. It's like a debate we had before the show. How do we even deal with it now? Because it's incredible. Uh, the hitting stuff is insane. I, I tweeted out the other day. I couldn't believe that. Uh, I remember there were scouts saying, like, that one article was going around. One of the scouts said, like, he hits at a high school level. And it's like, well, fuck, dude. That just shows how impossible scouting baseball is because the dude has the most natural power I think I've ever seen. Um, the opposite field power is just insanity. We talk about it on here a lot. And, and the pitching, too. Um, it's elite level. So, um, dude, I you know, we did this, and maybe this will be an off-season episode again. And Verdugo talked about it on Chris Rose Rotation. And I don't think anyone could be Otani. But Verdugo talked about it, and he's like, dude, I, you know, I throw gas like I I when I dial it up on mid nineties like you know I could probably be a reliever if the team needed me to be and it's like you know what man I would love to find out I'm not saying Doogie can do it I'm not saying but dude that's I said it before the season I forget how I phrase it to you but there's a lot of talented guys 
that the opportunity gets taken away from you in the minor leagues. It's over. You're going to hit. You're going to pitch. I hope they open it up a little more, man, because they're not going to be Otani, but there can be some nice two-way dudes in this league. I mean, yeah, like, I get it, and, like, I hopefully hopefully they will do that. There'll be more guys, you know, maybe they – that'd be sweet if someone, like, went off of shortstop and came in to close a game out. Like, that'd be fun. Ooh. But, you know, Verdugo saying he throws 95, so what? Every fucking pitcher throws 95. We're talking about right. Otani being a starter doing it. In this article, they reference his splitter. It's the most unhittable pitch in the big leagues ahead of Glasnow's slider. Like, he's he's just doing everything crazy. And he's in this all-star game. Think about this, guys. First of all, I'll do whatever it takes to catch an Otani home run derby ball. Whatever. And I am not giving it to a child. Okay. If people want to boo me, you can start booing right now. So I'm not giving that ball up. That's coming home with me and going to my kids. Anyways. People never understand that. People have kids at home. Yeah. The shaming of not giving to a kid is getting... Is I'm putting it out there now. It's gotten out of hand. Like, my dad came home with a ball for me, and he came home for a ball with my brother once, and he said people were chanting at him to give it to kid, and he was like, I got a kid. I'm, go, I, I'm doing that. I told him I'd Make get him a, a ball. Sign. I told, yeah. We'll bring a sign. Trevor Plouffe Yeah, you should bring kid. up a sign. Like, I got a kid at home, so you're ready for the boost. Well, that's what I'm putting out there right now, so everybody knows. When they see me catch one and put it in my pocket, mm. it's going home to some kids. Dude. Listen, Otani... Yeah. He's doing the home run derby. Yes, we'll be there. He's pitching in the All-Star game. He's hitting in the All-Star game. What the fuck, man? Think about that. Yeah. Do you think he's going to pitch and hit? Did they say he's going to do both? Well, he made the game as a pitcher and a hitter. Yeah. He wants to do both. Think about that. And it's an exhibition. Yeah. Fucking think about that. He's in the home run derby. It's cool. He'll probably win it. Like, he'll probably win the home run derby. Like, put your money on him. Whatever the odds are. BBD, can you do the odds? The odds. See if those are out. I I don't know if we have all the participants. Trev, when we were at the game, we saw, like, an 8-year-old boy catch a ball and instantly give it to, like, a 7-year-old boy. And Jake and I were like, that's such... Like, that kid is too young to be doing such alpha moves. Because the seven-year-old boy now almost can't accept it. Like he's got to be like, no, dude, like you, you're also a kid. You take. You're it. also a child. <laughs> yeah, you can't like you know. It's For like kids. A, the next. It's like an eight-year-old getting up from the kids. Thing. Yeah, eight-year-old getting up from the kids' table and like going to the adult table. I like, see you guys later. Like I don't know. There comes a point in every kid's life. Teddy says when he's six, he'll stop being afraid of the dark. That's huge. He's five. He's a lot five of people now. still are. Yeah. The dark we'll in certain places at certain times very scary thing. I don't mind the dark. Uh, what if you were in a haunted house with a murderer on the loose? I mean, what's the difference between it being a light out and dark out? You like, could see the murderer coming. You. you could see him coming up. And Some would say that's more scary, Jim. I guess so. I guess so. Do we have a best friend of the week? Uh, yes. We do. It's Max Freed. Ooh, For wow. everything you already said about him. Congrats to Maxi. He's good. I think it's his first time receiving the best friend of the week. Nice. Yeah, we got. Do we have a Google sheet made yet? Do we have to? Uh, Max has one that he's been keeping track of. I don't believe I have it in front of me. Okay. Well, let's see. I don't have. No, I don't have the full list All right. of like times one. The chat. Max I'm linking that. the SI article into the chat. 
So everyone has it. I'm trying to give credit where credit's due. The Verducky? Verducky article? You did a good Tom job. the Duck? Yeah, I talked about him sometimes. Tom the Duck? But. Max Fried was the best friend of the week, Jake. And oh, now no. we're doing elevator talk. Come on. And if you get into an elevator and in there, before you even got in, was someone wearing a hat. Wow. Wearing a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Wow. You can talk about how they might be going back to Toronto. They're saying July 30th might be the date they finally get to go home. That's great elevator talk, Travis. That's exactly what they'd be saying in that elevator elevator talk. Now, who do you guys have in the elevator? Because I had, like, you know, um, uh, 40-year-old. Rick Moranis. That's awesome. Yeah. He doesn't give a it's Rick Moranis, a Canadian. He's a big Blue Jays guy. Um, so, yeah, you open with that, Trev. And then you say, like, you know, pitching staff's kind of looking all right recently, huh? The Manoa kid, Robbie Ray. Dude, look at these ERAs. I mean, they're getting a chance every day. And with that offense, Robbie Ray, 336. For you, 365. Strips, 406. Manoa, 27. Like, you think, you say, you think we're going to get some bullpen help? By the deadline? And it's really cool. There are five starters in their last, let's see, what did I do? It lasts like four starts, three starts each. Uh, Manoa, ERA below three. Strip, ERA below three. Robbie Ray, ERA 309. Ryu's got the highest in the last four starts at a four, five, six, which isn't great. But, man, Ray, Stripling, and Manoa are really doing it. So tell the person in the elevator that. And you know who just... You want to get really dorky? Yep. Yep, always. You could say, everyone's talking about Vlad, and he should be the MVP. But do you know what? Marcus Mm. Simeon has a higher war than him. Love that. And it's true. And then, are you doing F war or B war? And then you get the fuck out of the elevator. And then you say, oh, (laughs) by the way, you know who's... Sorry, Rick, I didn't know you were that deep. I'm out. You know who's back and doing it? George Springer. Spring Daddy? Connecticut boys? Yep. Pride of hard hitting, baby. Wow. As soon as I learned he had a stutter, I loved him so much more. Love you, George. CT Ray's up. <laughs>